Welcome to the official Guns Up Nation fan page podcast, the premier voice for the fearless fans of Raiderland and proud supporter of Texas Tech University. Let's meet today's hosts. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome into another installment of the Guns Up Nation podcast. I'm R.C. Maxfield alongside Tobias Bass down in H-Town. Tobias, how you doing, man? Doing well, man. It's been raining a lot. It's raining like every single day. It just stopped raining like a few minutes ago. I got to call you out. So my girlfriend and I had a conversation about you. Ailey does know Tobias, vice versa, right? So every time we start a podcast, you know, we want to be friendly, right? That's what we have to do. You know, we're what? I don't know how many miles away we are, but over 500, right? What is she? Because you know know how me and her relationship. I know, I know. So I had to call you out a little bit. She said, if he says it's damn hot again down there, I'm going to go to Houston and personally slap him. (laughs) <laughs> it'd be hot it's, it's hot here i mean it's, it's Houston. It's, it's, i mean it's not hot now but it's it's usually pretty hot i'm sure next week it'll be smoking hot so. <laughs> no I, I just thought it was funny because i was thinking back i was like she's right he always does say that but at the same time what is he supposed to say there's nothing else i mean i'm sweating in the house i don't know what else she, i don't know what she wants no, i know it was funny though because like i literally went back and i listened to every podcast we've done with guns up nation so far the, the past three that you've done hot Hot, hot. I'm just like, hey, at least he's consistent, right? It's, it's sick. It's, it's sick. <laughs> like, I, I wish we had a pool in my backyard. My dad talking about getting a hot tub. What, what, what is that going to do? Well, like an ice tub, tub, right? Yeah, I love a hot tub. Trust me, I don't think I don't. I mean, I read my stories in there, but it's hot. I don't need a hot tub. And use- I get it. I get it. No, but I, I, had to, I had to wait and see. I was curious to see what you were going to say. But you said rain, so we're good. But on today's podcast, we're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes and how he just seems like he's going to own the whole city of Kansas City by the time he's uh, retired up there. And then we're going to talk about Jordan Brooks officially signing with the Seattle Seahawks and then a couple of potential games that could potentially be added to the Texas Tech football 2020 schedule. We saw what Iowa State did as they added Ball State yesterday. But let's get started with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Texas Tech himself, Patrick Mahomes. He is the newest member of the Kansas City Royals ownership group, making him the youngest sports owner in sports history. Like I said, by the time he's all done, Tobias, I mean, he might just own the whole city of Kansas City at this point. Yeah, I mean, he you have that much money just at your expense now. Why not just buy it all? Is he is he the youngest owner of a team? Ever. Yeah, I'm not saying he has to be. I mean, he has to be he's the youngest 24. owner. He's 24 years old. Yeah, I'm going to say, I mean, that's, who, I mean, who knows? You know, he has a restaurant up there already. God knows what he else. He got Whataburger up there. Oh, yeah. He, no, he's, he's taking over. He, yeah. might, he, might, he, might, he might as well run for mayor next. Might I just well. don't understand. So, over under, Mahomes is 45 years old. Let's go 44 and a half. And, obviously, this is just me just being outlandish. But, over under, 44 and a half years old, do they just rename the whole city entirely Mahomes City? They should. I mean, they, they gave Kevin Durant a city in um, Oklahoma. They hate him now. But I think Mahomes probably will get a city named after him at some point. <laughs> just some not... podunk little town in Kansas yeah. or Missouri. They're just going to – or name like a suburb Mahomes or something yeah, like that. For sure. I mean, he's going to get a statue. They're probably building it now. They should. You know, and he's going he's gonna to own, you know, the city of Kansas City. Yeah, no, it's, he's a, man, there, there were some people yesterday, you can check out the article um, about Patrick Mahomes becoming the part owner of the Kansas City Royals on gunsupnation.com. There were some people yesterday on our Facebook page that said, 
this was a bad investment. And I thought to myself, it is never a bad investment to invest in a sports team. Sports never. Team, never. It's never. never. You, um, your cash cow. Yeah. It, it's, it's basically, it's not a hundred percent because everything has, you know, misses, right. But you're, you got a really, really good chance to get a high return on investment, a hard ROI on that. Um, even if it's just five percent, let's. Just, I mean, the Royals are worth a billion dollars. That's what they were got. That's what they got bought for yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, and right now, Forbes says they're worth one point two billion. So let's just say he goes for five percent of it. It's fifty million. That's only ten percent of his wealth. Yeah. Or that contract, which is insane. Yeah, and then, I mean, even and then, God forbid, you know, they get really good in the next decade. You know, just 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 to say they get you know just good. Well, just, they've won a World Series in the past yeah, decade. Yeah, exactly. So if they get, you know they can return to that level of just close, I, I think I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be oh. more more than happy with his with his investment. Sports sports is a cash cow. You know, sometimes you know stuff does happen. Now you know pandemics happen. You know what stuff things do happen, but it's sports. You know, you, you see a lot of athletes. They want as soon as they retire, the first thing they want to do, they want to get in the ownership business. You it's know, funny. It's funny, though, too, because, um, you know, we were hearing about it for a while. Uh, Travis Kelsey, he's in the ownership group, at least the potential ownership group for yeah. the Mets mm. with A-Rod. Um, so there might be two potential owners of MLB franchises on the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. They're going to be they're gonna be competing against you. They're going to be throwing touchdowns, catching touchdown passes, you know, then arguing at night, over, you, know, you know, over ownership group. Is, yep. Has there ever been a player that's been playing? This couldn't have been playing in the league that's owning another team in the league. That, that, that's crazy to me. Well, in a separate league, there has been. In a separate, a separate league, okay. Yeah, no. I mean, there's been multiple people that have done it. Okay. Um, where they impressive. just, you know, it, it's a, a well, minority stake in it, obviously. LeBron, you know? yeah, LeBron does it now, too. He does it. He owns, yeah. Uh, yeah, he does it now. The funny part is, let's say Travis Kelsey does um, become a minority owner in the uh for the Mets in that A-Rod group what's funny is the last time that the Kansas City Royals won a World Series do you know who they beat the New York Mets it's kind of funny kind of funny everything come full circle yeah absolutely so it's kind of funny how that works out but you know I don't know what the more impressive feat was yesterday he bought like a brand new 2020 Ferrari I don't know if you saw that um car is just absolutely stupid he's he's literally like when you think about like your best life, right, Tobias, he's taking it to a level where you can't even dream. No, I mean, what's crazy is, you know, he hasn't even been, you know, away from tech that long. You know, no, I, mean? I went to school with him. I was yeah, in exactly. class with him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, and it's just crazy thing about it. It's like, you know, you see him on cameras every day, you know, you see him, but it's just like, what three, four years can do for life? Like, what, you know, three to four years from now? Yes. Like, you, he, you couldn't have predicted that. Like, no, you, know, you, you can't. Like, you can't predict it. Like, you can't even dream of what's happening to him. Like, like, like even in your dreams, you're somewhat realistic. Right. Like, it's just human nature. But like, he, he's taking a dream that like every kid has, being the best quarterback. You know, potential. You have the potential to be the best quarterback of all time. Just like physical yeah. gifts, Tom Brady. It's going to be hard to top six rings. Let's just be honest. Yeah. But yeah. like in terms of physical gifts, you might be the best quarterback of all time and you have a chance to win, right? 
that's what you want. That's what you dream. You dream of winning Super Bowls and everything. But, like, he's taking it to an extreme that, like, even dreams can't even fathom. You know, you're looking at it. He owns – he literally brought the most prized fast food possession in arguably the best state – I'm going to go ahead and say the best state in the country, in Texas and Whataburger, to Kansas City, Missouri, something that they have been asking for for years. And yeah, just because he asked for it, they got it. Yeah, no, he's – he, he, he's a rock star. You know, he has, he's just, I don't even know how to explain it more than that. He's just simply a rock star. He's going to be, you know, he's, he's revolutionizing the game. You know, every, you know, every few years you have this in all sports, you have that one guy that will come in and change yeah. the revolution. We're, you know, we're seeing that in front of our eyes at the age of 24. I mean, he, and again, this is, it might be blown out of proportion, but you have to think about it in terms of the day and age we live in. He's making the Beatles look small because we have social media. The Beatles didn't have that. So, like, in terms of grasping eyeballs, like, Patrick Mahomes is getting more eyeballs than the Beatles could when they first started coming to America and whatnot. Like, it, it's insane. Like, Rockstar is almost like an insult in a way when you think about what he's doing. Like, it's insane. Um, he's an icon. I mean, he's a 24-year-old icon. Yeah, I mean, there, there will be nothing like this. I, I, You know, you couldn't even dream of it. Like I said, I don't think there's going to be anybody else like this ever again. Um and if there is, I pray to God that he goes to Texas Tech and he's Patrick Mahomes' son. We move on, though. Another big news in Texas Tech football. Jordan Brooks agrees to terms with the Seattle Seahawks. He's one of only two defensive players in Texas Tech football program history to get drafted in the first round, the other one being Gabe Rivera in 1983, who went to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You look at Brooks, drafted 27th overall, goes into a loaded linebacker room right now, Tobias, with Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright. Tobias, is that the best linebacking group in the NFL right now? Um, I'm not sure if they're the best, but I think they're definitely up in the uh, in the top three. I think, like, the Vikings, you know, group of them, they're pretty solid. Uh, I think they're definitely um, in the top three. You can think they are, though. Yeah, no, I really – I mean, you have Bobby Wagner – has some Texas Tech ties, too, because if you look at um, where he went to school, he went to Utah oh, State. So, yeah, yeah. obviously, there's that. And then K.J. Wright, he's a pro bowler. And then you have Jordan Brooks. I mean, that's a – those are three guys that can go sideline to sideline. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely good to see Jordan get get his deal, get his money. And, you know, a, a lot of people thought that shoulder injury would hinder him in terms of what yeah. he was going to be able to do um, in terms of, you know, draft stock. But 27th overall, you can't beat that. Yeah, for sure. Let me show my guy Emmanuel Ellis, but he's um he plays um he comes off the bench for them, but he's solid. He's a, he's a Houston guy. He's from right. He's actually pretty good. I think that him and um Brooks in the future, I think that'll be the two linebackers they have in the future when Wagner and KJ right decide to give it up. To give it up. Yeah, and I mean Bobby Wagner's thirty now. I think KJ yeah. is twenty nine. I believe. Yeah, um, and then you know Jordan Brooks. I mean, it. A lot of people think, you know, you, you draft a linebacker from the Big 12. A lot of people thought it was going to be, you know, Kenneth Murray um, in terms of getting all the notoriety. But then you have Jordan Brooks, too. I mean, a lot of people don't realize how great he was just because Texas Tech's defense was not very good when he was here. Uh, but he was one of the lone bright spots for sure. He was hurt, too. So imagine what his number would have been if he wasn't hurt. No, I know. I mean, uh, unbelievable type stuff. So congrats to him on getting that deal. Um, Last thing we're going to talk about before we jump into the main event. By the way, I don't even think I said the main event on today's show. Um, it's going to be our favorite Texas Tech experience. So what that means is anything. It could be walking to class. It could be your first big football game, whatever it is. We're going to list ours. 
Tobias has got a few. I have a few as well. But one last note and news point before we jump into that is the 2020 football season. Um, it looks like it's going to happen. Um, there was just some breaking news, it looks like, on the ACC. Let me get on this real quick. The ACC football will begin September 7th through the 12th. The scheduling model will include 11 games, 10 conference games, and one non-conference. The conference announced today. Notre Dame will also play a 10-game conference schedule and be eligible to compete in the 2020 ACC football championship. Tobias, mm. that to me just means we're having college football this year regardless. Yeah, I think yeah, I think we are going to have college football. The only thing that just scares me, I think, is everyone concerned is just, you know, traveling, you know, people getting sick. Okay, fine. Let's say your third-string quarterback gets the virus. Well, he's in that quarterback room. What if all of them get it? Exactly. You know, what, what, you know, what do you – do them. You know, we also know some of these coaches, you know, these are young guys. Some of these guys are 50, 60, even some of them are older than that, True. you know, and some, some people staff, they have multiple coaches that are older than that. So, you know, it's just that type of thing. And then football, you know, how with the NBA, you know, they limited how many coaches you can bring, trainers you can bring, even players. Football, you know, you need all of those guys. You need your wide position coach. You need the, the, the um, defensive coordinator. You need all the trainers. You need all the managers, you need them. They're very important. There's a lot of players, a lot of guys that need stuff. So I don't think you can limit the amount of staff you're going to bring. So you're going to have to just make sure those guys are being tested a lot. And, they, you know, they, they, you know, like the best thing on campus, they, they, they can't do anything. Because my biggest fear is, you know, it's a Saturday, they have a bye week. Oh, let's just go to Chimmies. Well, there ain't no Chimmies. There ain't none of that. You're not well, going to the I mean, we don't know when bars are going to be back open. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's, you know, the NFL's not doing it. Um, the MLB isn't doing it either. I mean, the NBA had the best idea, but in terms of the bubble, but the thing is you have to realize what that means. You know, you can do that when it's the NBA because basketball is probably the easiest right. sport to do that in or yeah. soccer, you know, uh, baseball, it's harder to do that. You're trying yeah. to play, you know, a ton of games a day. You have to do it. It's a repetitive sport, mm -hmm. right? Football. You can't really space those games out. You know what I mean? Because let's say, let's say you do that. Let's say you go to a bubble um, type situation and, you know, let's just take the ACC. They're going to play football. Um, let's just say Clemson and Boston College played 11 a.m. And then there's two other games, right? Well, you can really only play three games a day unless you have yeah. four, five fields to play on. And, and there's yeah. not a lot of places that are feasible yeah. and have the connections in terms of TVs. Um, and, you know, electrical status that allows TVs to plug up and be there. And that's the yeah. big thing for these, you know, conferences is TV rights. You look at it. Yeah. I know Bowlesby, the Big 12 commissioner, he said um, in his remarks earlier this week that in order to complete their contract with ESPN and Fox, they have to have 57 total games on air. Okay, so what does that mean? You not every game is going to be on television, and right, and, right. and what I mean by ESPN two, that means ESPN, ESPNU, ESPN, the main one, and then ABC, and then Fox, right? And Fox Sports, um, what's it called? Their their network now. What is that called? Just the Fox Sports Network. I don't know what it's called. Not the regional one, but FS one. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what he means by that. So if you look at that logistically. Each team, and you have to put each team on there a number of times, right? They have to be on TV. I think not every team has to be on there every game, but you're going to put Oklahoma and Texas on there more because they're better, right? Same for Oklahoma State. 
right? You're not going to put Kansas, Kansas State, and right now it sucks, but it's true. You're not going to put Texas Tech in a lot of marquee games. It's just how it is, right? So you have to divvy that up and you have to figure out because if, you know, Kirby Hokut, like he said earlier, if you lose revenue from football, that's 80% of Texas Tech mm-hmm. athletics revenue, right? You're, 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 you're talking about no softball. Yeah. You're talking about no volleyball. You're talking about mm-hmm. all these sports going away, right? And so you have to figure out a way for football to work. And I think people are slowly starting to realize that. I know there's a lot of people in the camp, Tobias, you've probably seen too, that it doesn't matter. Football's not happening anyway this year. Like, it's going to happen. It's, it, it, it has to happen. It has to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, that, like you said, like, because, you know, scholarships are getting cut, sports are going away, coaches are getting fired, you know, it's just a, a trickle effect of, you know, all the unfortunate possibilities that, you know, that can happen. So I think, I think it's crazy and it sucks, but, you know, just from the athletic standpoint, just making money for the school, you, you have to try. You have to try. And then, like you said, we've been watching football our whole life. Football is a three-hour game. Yeah, you know, we watch football all day. You watch two games. I'm on time to go to bed. No, no. I mean, I'm one of those guys that I don't know about you, but like, if I don't have to go cover a tech, you know, football game, I'm waking up. I'm watching game day. That starts at 9 a.m. Central. Yeah. And then I'm watching Pac-12 after dark. Yeah. So I'm saying because like, realistically, you can watch about three games a day. That third game is it might be you know it's, it's 9, 10 p.m. at night. Yeah. Like you said, you only you don't have that many fields to do this. You only can play, like you said, two or three games a day. Then, you know, you, then you have to, like, cater it to, you know, Pac-12 school have to play at this time because, you know, they're used to the time. There's just a lot of different stuff you exactly. just have to have to just throw in. So, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. So, this is a question I have for you. Do you think a college campus is the safest place to be for student athletes? Man, that, that – um... Best medical facility. So I, I hate to do this, but it, it's the fact of the reality, right? And I, I'm going to bring race into it. If you look at a majority of, you know, D1 football players, what are they? Yeah. African-American. That's just how it is, right? And if you look at the data from COVID, African-American communities are getting hit much harder than white communities, right? So if I'm thinking about it in that logistical sense, probably, honestly, right? You guarantee yourself in terms of you have food, you have shelter, you know that you're at least going to be able to get tested. And if you do test positive, you will have medication, if any available that, you know, a vaccine, you're going to be one of the first ones to get it. Right. Now, the problem is if you're like Texas Tech, um, who I think actually has done a sensational job because they're dead set on opening, right? They've done a sensational job of alerting the public and students that are coming in, right? About wearing a mask and everything and other protocols that they put in place to keep people safe. I think Texas Tech has done a good job since they are dead set on opening. Um, at least in a hybrid sense, yeah. I would probably say yes, just because of that data that we see in terms of, again, African Americans consist of, I'm, I don't know the percentage, you might, but I would, it's easily over 50% of D1 players, they're in the majority. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And if you look at the data points around America, sadly, that's where uh, the biggest impact is had in terms of, you know, if you look at strictly race, it's African Americans are getting hit harder by COVID because well, you look at where African-Americans mostly live. It's in impoverished areas or areas that don't have as many resources to combat the virus or right. don't have the funds, you know? So I think when you look at it in the sense of strictly that way, I would probably say, yes, that is probably the safest place to be for student athletes. Um, now, if you're talking about a normal student like you or myself, 
uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, think, yeah, it kind of depends. Yeah, yeah, it definitely depends on the funds and hit or miss and how safe you are. My biggest concern is too is you know, like I said, it's a bye week. Okay, the bars are closed. Let's just have this house party. These, these, you know, these girls invited us over. Can't, like, if you're a coach, how do you monitor that? Because you know, you got what eighty plus players. You can't monitor all of them. You know, you can't do it. You know, it only takes one. It takes well, one. They're not get getting two. paid. You, so, you, yeah. so you can't, you know, just enclose them yeah, in a bubble type situation. Exactly. You know, exactly. there, there's so many other layers to this. Like if they were getting paid, um, which they should, um, this is a completely different conversation. You know what I mean? So I, I really think that's really what it comes down to is, um, you know, just answering your initial question. Yeah, I probably think it is the safest place. I mean, it was For student unnamed, athletes anyway. Yeah, I think I agree. I agree. There was an unnamed Big Ten school, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Six of their players tested positive for it. Was it Iowa? Go, I thought they came out and said it was Iowa. I think, I think it might have been Iowa. Yeah, they – I think they wanted to go get food somewhere. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but I, I, I could see it. You know, it's a bye week or they have an off day. Let's all go to Chili's across the street. Well, you know, it's just – Exactly. How do you – then, like I said – I know they're going to do things, you know, having, you know, classes online and things like that. But, you know, there's still going to be, what, 37, 40,000 kids in Lubbock, you know. That's just students. You're not even talking about the population. That's just students. And there's more free time, too. Exactly. Exactly. You you know, your classes are online. You feel like, you know, it's not necessarily true, but, I mean, I'm sure you think think the same way. Um, If my class is online, I'll just do it later. You know, I can go do this other thing. Hell, after the semester where I had, like, two or three online classes, I was – and I was, that was the best semester of my college career, and I, was, I wasn't doing anything. You know, I was just, it was, I'll push it off. I'll do the day, the night of, you know, because you have yeah. all week to just do whatever. And, you know, you're like a college kid, you know, we're living in weirdo times right now. I can see them, oh, fuzzies is open, let's go. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, it, and again, you have that mindset. Every college kid has it, um, some more so than others. Is You're invisible, or you're invincible, I should say, like you said. Yeah. Like, it's just how it is. Um, Right or wrong, it's just how it is. And, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But speaking of COVID, um, Texas Tech does have two open spots on their schedule now. Alabama State and Arizona are no longer on there. So they have September 12th and September 19th open. I was told by somebody, um, let's just say high up in uh, Texas Tech athletics, um, that Texas Tech is in the process of getting those two games filled, one with a team in Texas and the other one out of state. Um, I did not get any clarification on which school, but if you go digging and do your little bit of your homework, UTSA, New Mexico, New Mexico State, those schools make a lot of sense. Um, and they do have open weeks during at least one of the 12th or the 19th week. So makes a lot of sense. Now, if they go by the ACC ruling, right, Texas Tech only has to fill one game, right? So they'll have two non-conference games and then they'll have nine in conference because they're going to play everybody. So if they're going to go the 11 game schedule, I think, especially after what Iowa state did, I am willing to bet a lot of money. They go and try and get as many games as they possibly can. Yeah, for sure. I want to see too. it. I mean, the players are going to have to get tested for sure, but you have schools like, you know, West Virginia, Iowa state, Kansas, Kansas state, they're coming kind of far, or vice versa. We're going kind of far, you know, wherever yeah. we're going to be. But it's just you, – you got to just make sure they're getting tested and those guys are just – when they land, chill out. Like, you know, you know, I know last year we did X, Y, and Z. We can't do this this year. I'm sorry. I get well, that's what I was going to say. Like, 
I, I think that's the biggest thing is, so when you travel on that plane, do you have to travel earlier now, right? You know, typically yeah. you fly in Friday night. Right. Do you have to fly in now Wednesday night and do a training day on Thursday, you know, at that other yeah. team's facility? Yeah. Because you're going to have to be quarantined off, right? So like, it's going to take at least a day to get those results or two hours yeah. or how, what, yeah. however quick the test is going for them since they'll get the faster ones, right? Like, do they have to travel a day early and then that causes you know the road team to be at a severe disadvantage because they're not allowed to you know be on the field and get much pre more prep in right i mean you even seen that with like high schools i know like in waco coaches they, you know they, they've been they've been upset because you know some um uh, you know five a six a they've they're having you know some of those conferences they didn't cancel anything they're letting them go to practice like normal whenever school starts back but some conferences you know or some divisions they're not letting them practice till september so you're going to play a school. They've had a couple of games under your belt. You just started practicing. So the thing is, things like the college is different. Obviously, like you said, if this team's getting two, three more days of practice time than I am, what, you know, how is that for you? Exactly. And nope. how does that affect academically? Because, you, know, you know, if I'm supposed to leave Absolutely. on a Friday, I'm going to miss Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. How does, how does that work? Yeah, classes are online, but it's still the work still has to get done. You're a student athlete first. Yeah, a student yeah. comes first. That's the NCAA's, exactly. you know, motto, right? Exactly. Um, another aspect of it, in just the Big 12, um, Texas is one of the top 10 schools in terms of students already testing positive. Mm. Um, that study came out. They have almost 500 students that have tested positive just at UT alone. So wow. it's going to be really interesting to see how that works. Um, if I had to guess, I would say that Texas Tech is playing UTSA University of New Mexico or New Mexico State it's going to be one of those three just a combination I don't know which way they're going to go but I fully expect it to get done because this person that told me the information he hasn't stirred me wrong yet so um wouldn't uh expect it this time so we'll move on though Tobias we'll get to the main event our favorite Texas Tech experience slash memory slash whatever you want to call this so want to put this qualifier out first. This does not have to strictly be sports, right? This can be anything Texas Tech related that it could be literally you getting accepted um, to Texas mm -hmm. Tech. That's a fun experience, right? You know, you get to get accepted in the school that you hopefully eventually graduate from. Yeah. Um, but I'll kick it off, though. Um, and my first one has nothing to do with um, athletics at all. It was literally just walking to my first class as a student. Um, mm -hmm. I had no idea where I was going, um, to be honest with you. I was that guy that's like, I'll figure it out when I get there. Um, but what I did was I got, and you know the bus route. So you know that bus stop at Holden Hall? Yeah, yeah. I got off right at Memorial Circle, and I was trying to go to the sports management building. Um, that's over by the rec for people that don't know. Yeah. So I'm in Memorial Circle, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool, because um, – I wasn't the smartest guy in the world when I first got out to tech. So I was like, Oh, I'll just see the campus. It won't take me that long to walk to class. Um, Peace. yeah, it took me 20 minutes to get there. Um, I was late to my first class ever sat in the back was sweating. Uh, my teacher asked why I was late and I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't know where the class was. And she was like, it's all right. Is this your first year here? I said, yes. Short, long story short, actually met three of my best friends in that class. So that was kind of cool. So, I mean, really for me, just that experience of being able to say, like, I went to my first college class, like on a major university, right, was just a really fun experience for me. Yeah, I mean, for me, my first day, my first day is definitely on there for me. My first day was actually pretty rough. It got, it got rough. It wasn't a good day. So You were hammered, I, huh? 
No. I, <laughs> I get up, so I, you know, I, I catch the ball, I live there, Reggie Pass at the time, people know where that's at. Oh, gosh. You know, you know what? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, don't live there. Just kidding. Yeah, it is. You know, don't get me started. But um, so I was, I'm going over there. The first stop, if you know, right going that way, you stop at a, it's like, it's not the wreck, but it's like a sports management building. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why, but I panicked. I thought that I missed the stop to the MassCom. So I got off at the sports management building. I'm looking around, like, where am I going? You know, I said, oh, that's the building way down there. I'll just walk. So I walked from the sports management building all the way down, covered and sweaty, it's hot that day, it's humid. I go through a full class, you know, a full schedule of um, classes that day. It's time for me to go home. I wasn't familiar with the bus ride going back home because we didn't, the way we, I don't know why, I think he took a different route or it just looked, it didn't look familiar to me. So we're going home. He stops at my stop, you know, to let me get off the bus to go to my apartment. I didn't think that was a stop, so I stayed on there. I rode the bus, the loop, like twice. I'm like, bro, I said, like, is he kidnapping me? Like, <laughs> what, at some point, I'm like, somebody, at some point, you have to get off. Like, and then he noticed me, you know, being on there. He's seen, you know, 30, 40, 50 kids getting on and off this bus. He's like, he's like, hey, man, where, where do you live? I was like, right back. He said, I said, have you stopped there? He said, he said, I stopped there twice. This is going on my third time. I was like, you serious? I was on that bus for like an hour. <laughs> I was like, bro, I was like, this is just horrible. So I mean, after that, I adjusted and I learned from it. But it was a, uh, it was a wild, it was a wild first day for me. Yeah, no, I, I had a bus route experience too, but it wasn't nearly that bad. No, um, oh god. Yeah. Um, the next moment for me was before I became a Texas Tech um, student was just my recruitment weekend. Um, when I got recruited to go out there, mm-hmm. um, it was Tech. It was the Tech football game. Davis Webb, it was Baker Mayfield's year, so Cliff, Cliff was out there first year. They were number 15 in the country, 7-1, and one, and they were welcoming in Oklahoma State um, mm. on Halloween weekend. It was a blackout. Like, I, I was on the fence about going to Texas Tech. I'm not going to lie, Tech fans. You can call me out. I get it. I was thinking about going to Baylor or UT. I'm not going to lie about it. Um, and when I went out to Lubbock, I was like, okay. You know, Tech was mm. going to offer me the most scholarship money. So I was like, obviously, I need to go out there and see what it's about. Um, my buddy was out here at the time, so we literally slept on his dorm room floor. Um, mm-hmm. And so we go to the game, and as soon as I walk in Jones AT&T Stadium, I was like, all right, I'm going to school here. Like, I'm going to school here. This, it, it, it's nuts. Like, I'm going to school here. It was a night game? It was a night game. Like, yeah, I mean, it was prime that, time. They, they were on ESPN, man. They were number 15 in the country. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, I mean, they lost. They lost 45-31, but – Mason Rudolph is there. Should have been. That sounds right. I just remember I was going to watch Baker because I was a Baker fan at the time, um, but he got hurt. It was one of the games that he missed, and Davis Webb came in, and Davis Webb was a true freshman. So Davis Webb was the quarterback. Um, But, yeah, no, I was hooked instantaneously. I'd never been to Lubbock before that. I just remember getting in on Halloween night, went straight to a party, Went back to my buddy's dorm room, passed out, woke up on Friday, checked out the campus a little bit. Memorial Circle caught my attention. I was like, oh, this is beautiful. But I was like, Let, let's see what the football game is like. Um, party that night. Then we go to the football game. And I was like, all right, we're good. This is where I'm going. Let's sign these papers right now. Yeah. For me, um, it was between – so first I was thinking about going to Texas State. I was like, eh, too close to home. I want to be, be far from home. I don't want to be anywhere near Houston. 
So it was between University of Arkansas or Tech. Oh Jesus, um, Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was the other school. So I was like, I'm gonna go to Tech first. You know, I've never definitely never been that far up in Texas. At least I'm gonna go up there. Walking around from I mean, this campus is beautiful. You know, beautiful girls, beautiful. I was like, so this is this is this is this might be where I want to be. You go to the MCOM. Ironically, it's crazy how things come full circle. What sold me when we walked into uh, KTXT 88.1. That's what sold me because I thought like, they have a radio station here. And then they were telling me you know, how, how much hands on experience you can get, all this other stuff. One of my, I guess, one of my first friends I guess I ever had as a kid, I know him since I was five years old. He ironically had just transferred to tech as well. He was telling me, you know, all about the opportunities there. And the lady there, she, she sold me. She, uh, so she actually was like, I don't think she's in Chile there anymore. My camp counselor, whatever, she was in Chile at the time. And she was just telling me all about the MCOM. And, you know, they have radio stations here, how you get involved. You know, three years later, at the time, I would be working there. I didn't even, I would have never guessed that. It was just crazy how life just full circle. But KTXC subconsciously sold me to go to Tech. There you go. Speaking of KTXT, another memory for me, or like my, honestly, this might be my favorite experience outside of, I don't think we need to say our favorite one. It was walking across the stage and everything like that. That's probably our favorite one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause thank God college was over. Right. Um, for at least a second, you know, and yeah. then we both yeah. inevitably went back. Uh, um, but anyway, no, my favorite experience, like as a student, um, there's two. The first one was just strictly getting to call soccer, softball, and volleyball games for KTXT and just literally getting to talk crap on the radio as a job. Like, that was my job for three and a half years of college. Like, I literally got to talk crap and I got paid for it on the, like, it, like I, I don't know if there's a better job that any college kid could have. Like, I'm sure there is, um, but I can't think of one. I literally got paid to talk sports, go to football games, go to basketball games, go to baseball games, go to every other sporting event. I got paid to go there, and then I got to pay, like, I got paid to speak a terrible opinion about these sports, which was mine, obviously. Yeah, no, KTXC, I mean, think about all the stuff we did last year, KTXC. You know I mean, in a calendar year, we went to Tulsa. Well, from let's go back. We covered NCAA women's uh, soccer. We did that twice. You know, this is one of the best games I've ever seen, regardless of sport. The Pepperdine game, that was, that was one of the best games I've ever got to see. We go to Tulsa with the basketball team. We go to Minneapolis, Final Four with the basketball team. We speak at a – that was my first time, but we speak at a conference in St. Louis. You know, I've never done that before. That was cool. We go into Super Regionals and watching Regionals with women's um, – with men's – with the baseball team. We got to just see all different types of stuff. So we got to cover another softball team that went to the NCAA yeah, tournament. Yeah, we did. We did. Jeez. Yeah, we did. We, we, we did a lot. One of my um, favorite memories. This was this is my senior year. Erica Taylor's class. She doesn't even. Know, I think she works at Ohio State now. I come to class two minutes late, maybe. I mean, I'm trying to you know hurry up and sit down. You know, trying to hurry up, sir. You're late. I know. Like, what do, what do you mean? I, I know I'm late. Like, why are you? Why are you? Why are you telling everyone I'm late? I'm late. Sorry. I thought, I thought, I'm sorry. Uh, I just got the, I got the bus was a little late. Yeah, that sounds good. But um, so what I do with what I do with students that are late in my class, I make them sing. I was like, sing. I said, I don't sing. I don't. I don't do that. She said, now you're gonna sing. I said, yeah. I'm just gonna just leave now. I said, oh, my mom's calling. I said, oh, my mom's calling me right now. I have to leave. She's like. 
Oh, you can turn out your phones off in my class. You have to sing two songs. I'm not singing two songs. I'm, 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 I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not doing it. She says, so anyway, here's the list of songs you have to sing. <laughs> she said, would you like to come down here and sing it? I said, there's no way I'm coming down here. So she makes me sing a Will Smith song. I don't remember which one it was. I made the campus story uh, that day. TCU campus story. I was all over Snapchat. It was, it was one of the most embarrassing things in my tech career. I was on everyone's Snapchat. People were just like, follow me on my Instagram just because I was all over Instagram. I was like, this isn't, this isn't okay. But it built your clout up. Yeah, it, 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 did a, it did a little bit. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I lost all those followers because they found that I wasn't that entertaining. But <laughs> for, for, for a couple of days or so, like I was, it, it, was, it was just like BSA. They were making fun of me during our meeting. I, I just like, I don't even want to leave. I don't even, I don't even want to like leave my, my apartment anymore because this is just so embarrassing. <laughs> I don't really have it. Oh, no. Um, my most embarrassing thing probably as a tech student was we know when it rains in Lubbock, it floods instantaneously, right? So um, my bright ass thought I could beat the water in the rain. Mm -hmm. So I lived at the Scarlet at the time, right behind Overton. Um, and everybody knows the cut through between the now sports facility, yeah. the new yeah. sports performance facility and the Jones. So that would be my walk home. So it would, it was coming down. Okay. Like it, when I got off the bus to walk through there, it was, it was coming down. Right. I was like, mm -hmm. all right. You know, like the buses will probably flood if they cross university. I'll be stuck on the bus and this is inevitable. So I was like, all right, let's just, let's just get this over with. So my, uh, my bright ass thought I was like, all right, just, just sprint home. Just, it's not that far, you know, well, it's like a block, two, yeah, three about tops. About. Yeah, about. So I was like, all right. So I sprint through the sports performance area, nothing. I'm like, all right, by the way, this was when I was in shape and I didn't look like a dad. Um, anyway. So I sprint, I get to the light at university. This was before that stoplight was there. So I'm, while I'm running as fast as I can, I'm looking both ways to see if there's a car. No cars, I'm sprinting across. Little do I know that there's that island right in the middle, right? I hit that island, I fly. I'm like, oh crap. But I save myself somehow and I catch like, I, I don't even know how I did it. I almost did the splits, but my front, my right foot lands first. And I catch myself, almost hyperextend my knee, catch myself on the curb, and I start sprinting again. By this time, you cannot see the Overton. That's how hard it's raining. I'm right at that Starbucks now, right? At this point, it's an empty, still empty. It hadn't been Starbucks yet, but it's that Starbucks now right across from Jones. I am sprinting as fast as I can home, right? I get to the roundabout at the Overton. I'm like, oh, crap. I don't know where the curbs are here either. So I just start jumping. I look probably like the dumbest person in Lubbock history. I'm literally like skipping across like this, just literally across the water. Right. So I, I'm trying to figure out a way to get into the Scarlet. You've seen the Scarlet before there's those, yeah. that fence around it and you can only really get in through one point of entry. Obviously that makes sense. So there's one little spot where I sneak through, but little do I know there's like a sinkhole of mud, mm. right? I step right into it. So I'm running across the parking lot right now. My whole right side of my body is brown with mud. And my roommates are just chilling on our patio, looking at me run across the parking lot, soaking wet, snapping wow. on Instagram live. I'm just like, oh my God, wow. this is not going to end well. So I literally get upstairs. The first thing I do is I, I literally strip like all the way down to my underwear on my front doorstep because I'm soaking wet. And like, I, it, it, 
probably the worst experience I had at Texas Tech. At least, at least they didn't lock the door and make it a big deal. No, 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 no. Thankfully, they didn't do that. But yeah, it was, it was bad. Like, I literally took the hottest shower of my life. Like, I, I, I damn near, like, third degree burns. No joke. Nah. No, stuff like that, that, that almost made me want to transfer. Like, like no, it, it almost did. I, I thought about it that night. I was like, do I really want to be here? Do I yeah. really want to get that piece of paper? Is that piece of paper worth it? Yeah. It's, um, some, day, yeah some days like that, it's just, it's just rough. It's just like, what, what am I doing? Like, I did I'm, get the piece of paper. It's right there, people. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, I was just like, this isn't worth it. It's not worth it. I know I, have, I, have another, I, know, I, know I have another, um, another funny story. I mean, some of them... So what, well, one of them, it was, it was just a crazy party we went to. We weren't even in Lubbock, but we, um, I definitely have some crazy. I'm trying to think if I have any. any I, I know I have one, one Thanksgiving I ate. Thanksgiving did one of my professors. His wife, his wife threw down in the kitchen, too. That was because um, I never went home for Thanksgiving, so I always would stay in Lubbock. And uh, he invited me, you know, me and a couple of my other classmates, we uh, ate Thanksgiving dinner at his house. So his wife's a great, great cook. You know, Shout I, out I, that I, professor. I, Who is it? It was uh, um, I mean Roger Sapthoff. Roger Sapthoff, that's who it was. There you go. Yeah. Um, I've heard good things about him. You're not the only one. Yeah, he's a, he's a super nice guy. He's um, a great professor as well. Did not have any other um. He used to come into the rec all the time and make fun of really? me. Really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yep. All the time when I worked at the rec. So, Tobias, we've listed a few of them. Give me your favorite experience or memory at Texas Tech. Your favorite one, uh, and exclude graduation, because that's obviously the favorite one. Um, okay. It can be sports, it can be people, it can be whatever. The Final Four, I mean, that experience was, you know, life-changing, because, I mean, it was just crazy. You know, I was like, that was one of the best experiences of my life so far, you know, going to a Final Four, and actually, you know, not only did we cover, you know, we were very hands-on. We were on the court before. We got to meet Hall of Famers. We got to meet other media members. We, you know, we, that was my first time actually feeling like, you know, a big boy journalist. That was my first time, you know, ever feeling like that. Um, I know, you know, the whole experience of getting there, you know, we almost died in that, in that, uh, in that plane. That, that damn Spirit Airlines, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, the landing was just awful. Like, I've never landed harder in my life. Never, never. I mean, I've jumped off swing sets. I've fell off of a bunch of stuff. I've never landed hard. Like, he just. I've hit concrete before with my bare body. Like, yeah. it, it, that was harder. Yeah, like he, he, he literally, it's like he, it's like he didn't know he had wheels. He just, just <laughs> over, we're, we're, we're there. And he just, I was like, if I was asleep, you know, I'm up now. Like, you know, that type of thing. He, he definitely made it harder. Um, any other favorite um, moments? I think that would probably, that would probably be my favorite one. I if I remember something else. No, that's 100% my favorite moment. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah. I think, I mean, how many, there's not very many people like that get to say they got to cover a final four in college. Like there's yeah. just not very many people that got to do that. And then obviously like graduation, it's a little bit more impactful for me. I don't know if you're a first generation college student, um, yeah. but I mean, I'm a first generation college student. Mm -hmm. So like that was huge for my family, just being able to see me actually walk across the stage, not with a high school diploma, but with a college diploma. Um, right. It just kind of changed everything. Um, so yeah, no, but the final four by far, favorite event. I mean, shoot, I, we got to meet coach Thompson from Georgetown. Yep. We got to go on the floor before the national championship game. Um, yeah. Like 
we got to see – we were literally staying on the same floor as, like, Charles Barkley and these journalists that you read about when you're a kid and, like, all these other players. Like, Kenny Smith was there. Like, crazy stuff. I mean, I got to meet that Grant Hill, even though, yeah, I was scared to do it. That was in Tulsa, though, right? No, he was – that was in that was Minneapolis. Uh, we had just finished talking to uh, Mike from um, the Tribune in Minneapolis. He just finished talking, and he walked out, and he was right there. Good old Razzball. Got to love yeah. Razzball. Good dude. Yeah. Go follow yeah. him. If you want to know about Minneapolis sports, go follow Razzball on Twitter. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's, a good he's funny, too. He's a good yeah, he really is. Yeah, he is. He's, um, he's a good yeah. dude. Yeah, he is. Um, but, no, nah, I mean, you know, he's going to the mall, you know, he's going around. It was. I swear to God that I thought that was the airport. You remember that story? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I literally thought they like, because – so we went like to Mall of America together and it was cool because we didn't have to pay for Ubers or anything. Like it was, we were part of the media. So there was this guy, he was our age, probably going to the university of Minnesota. Right. Um, oh. um, and yeah, he was our driver and they had like this service there where a Buick would drive you for free since it's the, you know, official car of the NCAA. Yeah. Um, and he was like, Hey, where y'all needed to go. And we were like mall of America. He's like, I can't take y'all there. Say you're going somewhere else and I'll take you. And I was, we were like, Going to the all right bet like we're going to the stadium and he's like all right i can take you there and then he drove us all the way to the mall of america and the yeah. crazy part is we called him to pick us up and he did it too yeah he gave us his personal phone number i was like all right but when we were driving up to mall of america i was telling my girlfriend Haley, who was with us at the time too i was like why is he driving us to the airport like i literally thought when we pulled into the mall of america i thought it was the airport that's how big it is like yeah, I was like, why are we at the airport? Is it connected? They have the same, have the same store on multiple floors, amusement parks, and an aquarium. We didn't even get to go in there. They have an aquarium in there. No, the SpongeBob was three stories high. Yeah. They have what? Um, what uh, bumper cars in there, laser tag. The, um, multiple putt-putts. Yeah, well, yeah, I said putt-putt, we did do that. They had a, a mirror maze. They had a – that mall is that mall's crazy. You can't – it takes days to, you know – to experience it, we we didn't even get to we didn't we didn't see half of it. No, I bet we saw maybe a quarter of it tops. Maybe, maybe yeah, yeah, maybe like we, we were we were nowhere close. No, that was uh, you know it was cold there, and I mean, remember one of those nights? I don't remember what night it was. Me and one of my buddies, we uh, we went to a couple of bars that night. I mean, it was quiet. You know, you know the area. We were right by the school. I don't, it was right by the campus, but it was, it was pretty cool. You got to walk on the campus. campus. Beautiful, beautiful campus. No, absolutely, like the. The thing, too, for me that stood out with it was, um, what's it called? When we got to, like, actually go to the stadium and everything, there was just multiple aspects of it where, you know, um, you're looking around and you're thinking to yourself, like, this can't be real. You know what I mean? Like, this just can't be real um, in aspects of it. Like, when you walked into the stadium, I think the craziest aspect of the Final Four was – it, obviously the games and everything, but do you remember the curtain story, Tobias? Or how, they block, how they blocked it off? You remember how much the curtains were? A couple of million. It was eleven million dollars yeah, yeah, per yeah, curtain. Yeah, <laughs> because they had to be the NCAA. Apparently, for those who don't know, owns a specific color and shade of black. Like they own it. Like it's theirs. No one else can use it. And like that's the color of that curtain that they had to put because. At U.S. Bank Stadium, the one half of the roof is all glass. So, like, yeah. I mean, it was just crazy. Just, just, just that whole city. Like, I, I was thinking uh, the other day, actually, about it. And I was like, I don't know if there could have been a more perfect city for that to be in. No. Um, 
just for us, you know, like Atlanta would have been cool. Don't get me wrong, but like Minneapolis, maybe LA. yeah, maybe it, LA, it, is LA but. yeah, I mean, but Minneapolis was just it was freaking perfect, man. Absolutely perfect. Perfect. We, you know, we got to go to, uh, you know, Brackentown was cool. We, we walked around, you know, just the city. You know, we saw, um, you know, where the uh, where Twins play. You know, we got to see where the, uh, where the Lynx and the Timberwolves play. Yeah. Yeah, no, like the thing is, um, I don't know if Tobias can hear me. He's frozen a little bit right now. But, no, yeah, there we go. Yeah, now we can hear you, too. We couldn't hear you for a second. You were frozen. Uh, what were you saying? I was just saying this overall city was just beautiful. You know, we walked all downtown with the Ferris World War, all the um, Final Four events. All, you know, just the whole city was beautiful. We got to see what the Twins play, the Lynx, the Timberwolves, just the restaurants down there. Um, the Tech Bar. Yeah, tech, yeah, the Tech Bar as well. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we did. Um, then, like I said, the campus was beautiful. Campus is huge. They have a bowling alley on campus. And, Crazy know, stuff. Yeah, it was, um, you know, it was a, definitely a very pretty – they had, like, a, a big, like – lake that goes through the entire campus. That was the Mississippi River, bro. Yeah, yeah, Mississippi River. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mississippi River ran, ran right through the middle of campus, yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, – I mean, I don't know if Tobias will admit this, but uh, I beat his ass at Papa Shot, too, so that was cool. Um, what? You cheated. How did I cheat? Your, your three-fourths of your entire body was over the thing. You weren't shooting it. You were laying it up. You were borderline dunking it. And then Think when we smarter, young, not harder. What the hell? He's not you know, really pissing so, me off. So, oh, oh, so you're one of those guys. You're one of those guys probably where if Giannis has one last dribble at full speed and he jumps from the three-point line, it's not a three-pointer if he lays it up. Come on. You're that guy? You're going to be that guy now, Tobias? Here's the thing. I would have forgiven all of it, all of it. But Haley, she was, you know, that's, that's, your, that's your guy. And I, I get that. Like, she's going to support her man. But she was just really like, it's my, you're getting killed. I'm like, okay, well. You, you know, were getting killed, though. You were getting killed. I'm, I'm getting, yeah, you're, I'm shooting you. You're laying it up. I mean, I mean higher. You better. I can't help it that I got this length out here, Tobias. I'm, uh, I'm built like a specimen. I'm a, I'm a five, nine and a half specimen. Okay? I'm a specimen. You, you know, you know, I'm a physical I'm freak. Like, I, don't, I don't think that's true. Well, I, I, obviously it's not true, but. I was just smarter than you at this particular time. That, 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 that is fair. That, that is fair. Another underrated part of that trip was me bugging the hell out of Mike. Good Lord. I, I forgot Mike him. was there for a second. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, you know. We, <laughs> oh, and his drunk friend, too. I forgot yeah. uh, what was his name. Oh, my goodness. By the way, Mike, Mike uh, writes over at Staking the Plains, and so does the other guy. I forgot the guy's name, though, but he was, he was drunk. He was a good dude, though. He was cool. Oh, yeah, no, super good dude. He, he, he was cool. And, and I mean, I, I was just bugging Mike this the whole, literally the whole trip. You know, we stayed in the same hotel. I was mocking him. He was, he was mad. You know, you know how Mike is. Mike's a funny dude. But that was, that was definitely a very underrated part of the trip. Yeah. No, he's, a, he's an interesting dude, that's for sure. But you got any other memories you want to bring up, Tobias, or should we wrap it up? Um, any interesting no, I think I think no, far as far as the trip, no. I mean, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't have any other experiences or anything either that I wanted to bring up. But I do got some exciting news. You can go buy some Patrick Mahomes swag off of gunsupnation.com. Um, go get that. And then we're I think eleven followers away from fifteen thousand on Twitter. Mm. Um, so go look at that. And then also, if you're a Texas Tech fan and you like to write about Texas Tech and you want to write somewhere. Come do it on gunsupnation.com. We'll be posting something on social media here really soon about potential writing opportunities. Um, and if you're interested, there'll be a link there that you can send some of your work in on an email. And 
you could potentially be writing on gunsupnation.com as sports slowly start to pick up if the ACC is any indication that the Big 12 will probably do something very, very similar. But Tobias, you got anything else, man? Anything else? Uh, I have one last story about uh, how I met Brandon Francis. This is, this is pretty funny. Okay, so go ahead. I was writing for um, the Daily Corridor, and it was, it was Coach Beard's first year. He was doing the dunk contest. It was like the midday madness type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm walking around, you know, Brandon Francis, he just, he can't play yet. He, he just transferred. Mm-hmm. So I see him, you know, I don't, I don't know any of the basketball players. You know, I looked him up. I, don't, I didn't really know any of them like that. So I'm walking around. The guy I was with, he was pointing him out to me. His name is Brandon. He actually writes for a Red Raider, uh, Red Raider sport. I said, who was that? He said, yeah, that's Brandon Francis, man. I said, oh, yeah. I said, I said Brandon Francis, like the former four-star recruiter, went to Florida. I said, he goes there? He was like, yeah. I said, that's not Brandan Francis. He said, what do you mean? I said, he's fat. I said, he's fat as hell. I was like, really? I said, that can't, that can't be him. I said, I said, I said, I said, come on, man. I said, he plays with Dean or something. Like, he's, he doesn't play basketball. He doesn't like a basketball player. He said, bro, that's Brandon Francis. I said, no, it's not. He's too, he's too fat. So, you know, I'm curious now because he, he, he swore this is Brandon Francis. I go to I said, you? You know, Brandon, he, he's, a, he's a nice guy. He's a funny dude. I said, yeah, he is. Yeah, he goes up. He said, like, this is Brandon Francis. Hey, he said, hey, what's up, man? He's from Puerto Rico. I was like, I said, why are you? I said, you're, 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 you're kind of big, huh? Like that. I was like, you're kind of big. He's like, what do you mean? I said, what, what do you mean? What I mean, you're, you're, you're huge. Like, you, like, like what, do you, what do you mean? He was like, oh, you're saying I'm fast. I said, I mean, you're, you're, you're a little big. You're a little big. And then he, anyway, me and WC become kind of really good friends, but it was just funny. That's how I met him. I called him fat. You know, basically, and, uh, he's a really good dude, super good guy. That, you know, best of luck to whatever you know what he's doing. I know he posted what he's playing basketball at, uh, I think a couple of days ago. It was, you know, best of luck to him. He's a good friend of mine and wishing him well. All because he thought he was fat. I was just saying, look, look, heavy, look heavy me, dude. I, I thought he played DN. I thought he was our starting DN at the time. You love to see it sometimes. But yeah. we'll wrap it up right there for Tobias Bass. You can go follow him at Tobias underscore Bass on Twitter. I'm RC Maxfield. You can follow me at RCMB323. And of course, go follow at Guns Up Nation on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And go follow us and, you know, get involved on the website, gunsupnation.com. A lot of good content coming out. And again, if you're an interested writer, be on the lookout for that post and again thank you to the 15,000 followers over on twitter we really appreciate it and if you haven't followed us on twitter go be one of those 15,000 to get some of the best tech coverage you can find but again for tobias pass i'm rc maxfield we'll catch y'all next time guys and as always keep your guns up thanks for listening to the guns up nation podcast the opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the fan page administrators podcast hosts and fans and do not reflect the opinions of Texas Tech University or its affiliates. We are proud to support Texas Tech, its students, alumni, and fans.